From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. And it is my pleasure to welcome you back to the Cannabis Podcast one more time. Maybe this is your very first time. Well, if it is, an especially warm welcome for you. Ahead, we've got 30 or 40 minutes of cannabis information for you because cannabis is a plant that I absolutely love. Now, before we go too much further, this program is intended only for those 19 or older in your jurisdiction and is intended purely for entertainment and perhaps educational purposes. You should always consume your cannabis responsibly. In episode 129, we've got a number of stories lined up for you. Do you think there's a better or safer way to smoke your cannabis? We're going to explore that. And I guess this wasn't too safe. A cannabis company in BC got robbed of 120 kilos of cannabis. We got that story. Believe it or not, legalization is, what, four and a half years old now? (laughs) Mississauga, a rather large city in Ontario, has finally approved their very first cannabis store. We've talked about Tantalus Labs and the fact that they have laid off all of their employees and are closing. Well, guess what? They had a fire sale. They were finally allowed to by Health Canada. And speaking of Health Canada, they're beginning testing of both legal and illegal cannabis. Interesting concept. And speaking of cannabis on Cultivar Corner, it's from Victoria Cannabis, Pomelo Skunk. Mmm, delicious sativa, really nice effect, and really nice weed. All of that and more on episode 129 of the Cannabis Podcast. And I always like to recognize the fact that you are here as a listener, and thank you for that. also want to thank some supporters. Thanks to Kevin and Jordana, who do so. Support me at buymeacoffee.com slash Cannabis Podcast. And I want to give a big thanks to Rob, who has supported me for a long time. Rob, I really appreciate everything you've done to this point. You will not be forgotten. And thanks to my two patrons at Patreon as well, Tony and Roger. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the support each and every month. If you want to buy me a doobie or become a patron, you'll find all the links at the top right when you are on the show page. And I also want to give out a shout out to Rebecca. Rebecca from the highwaysupplyco.ca. Rebecca first connected with me on LinkedIn. Let me know she was a listener of the podcast. She was enjoying it all. Well, I was working in the store just the other day and I heard someone say, Oh, I recognize that voice from the podcast. And I turned, and there was Rebecca at the other cash desk. Really a pleasure to meet listeners of the podcast. I I love it. I enjoy it so much, so please continue to do so. And let me also give a shout-out to what Rebecca does. Rebecca is the highwaysupplyco.ca. And they're your source for all kinds of cannabis paraphernalia, like stickers, labels, keychains, pins, stash bags, and a whole lot more. Such a pleasure to connect with listeners of the podcast. Thanks, Rebecca, for coming in and saying hi. And now let's get started with the first story. And this is a story that somebody was not too happy about. This is from my friend David Wiley at theounce.ca. Pistol in Paris robbed of 120 kilos in a smashing grab. Thieves targeted Pistol in Paris, robbing them of over 4,200 ounces of cannabis in a smashing grab. The company contacted the OZ, asking for help to spread the word in hopes of identifying those involved in a brazen early morning robbery July 18th. A black truck crashed through the fence at the facility in Agassiz, B.C., which is a small community in the Fraser Valley. Several people then broke in and cleaned the company out of product, including their upcoming new drop. The licensed legal cannabis facility I work for was hit by robbers, says Brady Sparrow, marketing manager at Pistol in Paris. They smashed through the security fencing with a truck, 
breached our facility and stole 120 kilograms of bulk, unpackaged legal cannabis. We truly hope this product can be recovered, she says. In the legal market at face value, it would be worth upwards of a million dollars. RCMP Sergeant Mike Sargent tells the OZ that police responded at about 5.15 a.m. to the property on the Lowheat Highway. He says two men dressed in dark clothing rammed the gate in a dark-colored Dodge Ram pickup truck. The two men were then able to forcibly gain access to one of the storage buildings on the property. The suspects fled westbound toward Mission on Highway 7. The police investigation is ongoing and anyone with information is asked to contact the Agassiz RCMP. Pistol and Paris wasn't insured for the loss. And robberies and cannabis, not a story we want to see repeated. From the cannabis-infused studio in the clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And the inspiration for the program today is coming from Galactic Glue from the folks at Virtue Cannabis, coming up on a future cultivar corner. We talked about Tantalus Labs before. Here's another story from the ounce.ca, and Tantalus Labs sells their remaining cannabis in a fire sale. They received court approval to sell more than 1.5 million grams of bulk cannabis, including dried flour, milled weed, and shake. The financially destitute Maple Ridge, B.C. cannabis producer won a B.C. Supreme Court decision against the Canada Revenue Agency earlier this month to sell its remaining cannabis under what's described as a fire sale basis. Tantalus brought the court action in response to the CRA's plan to attend the facility on July 11 to ensure the destruction of its remaining cannabis excise stamps and product after the federal agency refused to renew the company's excise license. The company estimated it could have generated about $2 million in revenue from its inventory over the month of July if the sale had been conducted in an orderly fashion, whereas a rush sale would earn less than $300,000. Just as Shelley Fitzpatrick says in her reasons for judgment that the CRA refused to renew the excise license as a result of its unhappiness with amounts owed, I'm satisfied that, despite the very abbreviated sales process that has been undertaken, the process has been conducted in a reasonable manner, and the proposed sale itself is reasonable, she says. It is, as Tantalus and the proposal trustee have described, on a fire sale basis, but unfortunately those are the circumstances that are before us. That circumstance arises somewhat inexplicably from the position of CRA and CRA's threats to enter Tantalus' premises and destroy the inventory and or its value. In an affidavit, Sutton argues the sale is in the best interest of Tantalus and its creditors, including the CRA. Based on my 11 years of experience working the cannabis industry, I believe, given a reasonable disposition time, the fair market value of the bulk cannabis inventory is 25 to 75 cents per gram, approximately 300 to $900,000, he says in the court documents. Tantalus is selling 611,000 grams of bulk whole flower cannabis, 405,000 grams of bulk milled cannabis, and 360,000 grams of bulk cannabis shake. According to court documents posted online by Ernst & Young, Atlantic Cultivation had the winning bid. The dollar amount was not disclosed. Cultivars include L.A. Kush Cake, Coastal Sage, and Banjo. Tetla's CFO says in a court document that the company started struggling to pay the excise tax in February 2021, blaming COVID-19. The company managed to pay an outstanding amount of $120,000 through a payment plan, And then in 2022, Tantalus reported to the CRA it had been struggling due to logistical issues caused by major flooding in B.C. As of May, Tantalus owed the CRA more than $4.3 million. At that point, the CRA was threatening to garnish bank accounts and income as well as seize assets. In July, the CRA sent Tantalus a letter saying the company didn't meet the requirement to have its license renewed. You have not demonstrated that your business has sufficient financial resources to conduct business in a responsible manner. 
Tantalus has 75,000 square feet of licensed space in its greenhouse facility. A sad story in the cannabis world to see a company kind of fall apart. Was it because of the excise tax or some other issues? I don't know, but it's not good for the industry. And for our next story, we're going to StratCan.com. And Health Canada is launching a new data gathering program on cannabis markets in Canada that will include sampling and testing of both legal and illegal products currently in the market. The federal agency says the new cannabis data gathering program will allow it to proactively collect information on the legal and illicit cannabis markets in Canada, focusing on providing Canadians with more accurate info about cannabis health and safety risks. The federal government has gathered data on the legal and illegal cannabis markets for several years. This approach represents a new step towards a more proactive data gathering on products in the market, both licit and illicit. As part of the program, Health Canada's Regulatory Operations and Enforcement Branch, Cannabis Laboratory, will randomly purchase cannabis products from authorized retailers in Canada. It will also work with various law enforcement agencies to test samples of illicit cannabis products. The lab will test for THC and CBD levels specific analytes of interest, and chemical or microbiological contaminants such as pesticides, molds, etc. The agency will then publish reports on their findings, removing any references to product, brand, or license holder names. However, if the program identifies deficiencies with any legal products they analyze, they will take appropriate compliance and enforcement actions to mitigate health and safety risks if necessary. Health Canada says the program will also support their efforts to ensure that legal cannabis products available on the Canadian market meet the requirements set out in the Act and the regulations. Health Canada also has begun work on guidance for licensees on cannabis products containing intoxicating cannabinoids other than Delta-9 THC and a consumer information sheet on intoxicating cannabinoids other than Delta-9 THC. Several provinces have released testing results of illicit products shared via law enforcement action. In 2022, Ontario shared a study that showed illicit edibles have significantly less THC than advertised and high levels of pesticides. New Brunswick and British Columbia have also released similar testing results from illicit products. So Health Canada taking a new approach, well actually I guess not a new approach, carrying on with their approach of testing cannabis both legal and illegal. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Cultivar Corner, Cultivar Corner, oh yeah. Cultivar Corner, please explain this stuff to me. On Cultivar Corner today, it's more BC Bud. Guess that shouldn't be a surprise, (laughs) since that is the province where this podcast originates. But we're not in the Okanagan. In fact, we're going to the coast. We're going to Victoria. We're sampling some weed from Victoria Cannabis Company. They are a micro-cultivation facility in the heart of Victoria, British Columbia, a stone's throw from the Inner Harbor on Vancouver Island. The business has only been operating since the fall of 2020, but the Victoria Cannabis Company is guided by a team whose commitment to excellence in the industry has roots reaching as far back as 25 years. The legacy of this experience informs and augments their every decision, resulting in a tangible level of quality that makes the product shine. The Victoria Cannabis Company complex has two microcultivation facilities and one nursery. The burgeoning company additionally aspires to finish constructing and licensing an adjacent standard processor and farm gate retail store, enabling them to grow, harvest, and process the product for sale both locally and abroad. Now, this is something I always find interesting on Cultivar Corner, where we are ahead of the curve. (laughs) Because 
the product from Victoria Cannabis Company, which we are using on Cultivar Corner today, is not yet on their website. <laughs> so all the information I have is going to come from the packaging, and I do have to say, they've stepped up the whole label and packaging issue, uh, taking a, a step from what we first saw, I think, from the people at Organigram, and now Victoria Cannabis stepping that up again. So what are we trying? This is going to be Pomelo Skunk. A cross of Rockstar and Citrique, sativa-dominant hybrid. And as soon as you open the bag, <laughs> talk about bag appeal. Oh, the citrus notes on this guy are just sky high, if I can use that term. Mm, just hits you with a burst of citrus elements. Some citrusy, some, some earthiness. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And we're also doing something a little bit different. I have the my joint ready, of course, for Cultivar Corner. And in terms of the vaporizer, we're giving a crack to the one that we tried out last time. And that is from Ariser, a Canadian vaporizer company. And this is the Air Max. Now, the thing I found when I did the test of the Air Max is you have to use a very loose bowl to get the full effect, but it does provide a lot of effect. So that's what we're doing the joint and the Air Max vaporizer with Victoria Cannabis Palmetno Palmelo Skunk. <laughs> and let's give you the details. THC is sitting at 25.8, uh, CBD at 0.06%, total terp sitting at 2.81, total cannabinoids 31%, and one of the labels on the back that just gives us all kinds of information. They gave us the cultivar, which is Palmelo and Skunk. The lineage, Rockstar and Citrique, although a lot of people are saying there seems to be more Citrique than Rockstar in this. The aromas and flavor, lemon, citrus, fuel, and boy, is that right. Those citrus notes just pop out, and so does the heavy diesel. It's like somebody stuck a lemon in a, in a jar of gasoline. <laughs> okay, it doesn't smell quite like that, but you get the idea. There's definitely some citrus and some gassy notes in that. And what else can we tell you about this? The terpenes that are here, we know it's 2.81%. And the terpenes are uh, terpinolene at 1.21%, beta-pinene at 0.24%, and beta-myrcene at 0.23%. Now, that sticks with what we have previously known in terms of uh, that myrcene content. In a sativa, it's going to be less than 0.5%. In an indica, it's going to be higher. So this does bode well that this could be a sativa-leaning cultivar. Uh, as we say, the total THC, 25.93. That's, I think, enough preliminary. <laughs> the Air Max is ready. The joint is ready. Let's get that first hit off the Air Max. Oh, definitely those citrus notes. Mm-hmm. A hint of sweetness there as well, tied in with that diesel. Mmm. Oh, very sweet. Very nice taste and, and really smooth through the Air Max. And again, the thing I found with that is you have to pack a pretty loose bowl. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really like that taste. Now, let's go to the joint. A 
This is known as a sativa, and boy, when you look at the buds, you know, it's funny we say that everything today is a hybrid of some form, but these buds really look like sativa buds. You know, those long, thin strands, those pointy ends, just really beautiful buds. Pull out the jeweler's loop, take a look at the... Oh, <laughs> oh my, we have fields of trichomes in this one. Mm, and a significant amount of amber I'm seeing in there as well. Really nice bud structure. Clearly, they have been hand-trimmed and trimmed very well. I'm not seeing a lot of sugar leaves on those guys. So let me get another hit on the Air Max. Mm, and that is when the flavor notes really come out. When you pick up that citrus, when you pick up some of those diesel notes... And we said the THC was residing at about 25.93%. And here come the happy eyes. <laughs> As you well know, if you listen to this podcast at all, that's one of my favorite experiences As I'm sitting here smoking some weed. And here come the happy eyes. Here comes that euphoria. Here comes that just one of the reasons why I smoke cannabis. <laughs> I just love that first high of the day, that first buzz, that just really invigorating, lots of euphoria. Got some stuff to do today, as per usual. In fact, this is podcast weekend. So while this cultivar corner may not appear on this episode, maybe one or two out, it's still a cultivar corner <laughs> and I'm still experiencing it and I'm still enjoying the process. Oh, yes, the happy eyes are really strong now. Mm -mm. Oh, and so is the euphoria. Get a bit of a sense of focus. Want to get some things done today, as you've already mentioned, and I plan on getting them done. In fact, one of those things I have to do is go pick up my brother and sister-in-law from their European trip, Gary's Taxi Service, to the rescue. <laughs> so, Victoria Cannabis Company. Uh, they have been distributed by BC Black, but now they've picked up their own labeling, so they are now just going by Victoria Cannabis Company, Rockstar, and Citric, a sativa-dominant hybrid dried cannabis with THC at 25.83%. My terps are sitting at 2.81, and those terps again are terpinaline, beta-pinene, beta-myrcene, and lots of euphoria. Mm-mm-mm. Some more really fine BC bud. People in this province sure to know how to grow weed. And in fact, let's give a shout out to the grower. Because that's one of the things that's listed on the label. And the grower on this is Taylor King. The breeder, life cycle botanics. The farm type, a micro cultivator. The method, hydroponics. The flowering time, flowered for 84 days. And then it was hang-dried, hand-trimmed, and spent 40 days in cure. That's how you grow some really good cannabis. Sharing stories about good weed while trying good weed. This is the Cannabis Podcast. And we're doing a story from adcan.ca that I find really surprising since cannabis has legal in Canada since, what, four and a half years ago? <laughs> Mississauga approves its first legal cannabis stores, Pops Cannabis. 
The Canadian cannabis industry recently experienced a huge win in Mississauga, Ontario, as the city has approved the opening of its first regulated brick-and-mortar stores. Both of the first two locations belong to the same chain of cannabis retail stores, Pops Cannabis. Mississauga's decision to allow legal cannabis stores marks a significant shift, as the city had previously chosen not to embrace cannabis retail due to concerns regarding zoning and control. For five years since legalization, Mississauga's 800,000 residents and additional visitors have had to source their cannabis from nearby Milton, Toronto, or Brampton, or resort to the illicit market. Mississauga's cannabis market represents a large economic opportunity, as it is the second largest city in the greater Toronto area and the third largest in Ontario. The arrival of legal cannabis stores is a momentous occasion for residents who no longer need to venture outside of the city for a licensed cannabis shopping experience. Every time a region that previously prohibited cannabis retail opens up for business, the legal cannabis industry grows a bit bigger and stronger, while more dollars are converted from the illicit market into tax revenue. Pops Cannabis is one of Ontario's largest cannabis retail chains with 27 locations and growing. Pops is all about convenience, inviting the customers to pop in and pop out With a great selection of products, a culture club membership program, and passionate staff members, it's clear why Pops is one of the top retail banners in the province. Currently, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario lists 19 applications for cannabis stores in Mississauga, with two fully approved. Other notable cannabis retailers are also eyeing Mississauga as a potential market for expansion. High Tide, the parent company of the Canna Cabana chain, has three applications currently in progress for their Mississauga locations. As Mississauga embraces the establishment of legal cannabis stores, it sets the stage for future opportunities in the industry. Many brands are headquartered or have growing and processing facilities based in Mississauga. This allows these brands to engage in activated stores in their own backyard. With Pops Cannabis leading the way, Mississauga's decision to join the legal cannabis retail market not only benefits consumers but also creates a positive impact on the local community and economy. And I say Mississauga... It's about time. And we're going to Kenigma.com for our next story. And this is really interesting as a longtime cannabis consumer and smoker. How to smoke weed safer. Eight science-based tips. Something we're probably all interested in, right? This is written by Elena Kirsch. Smoking is by far the most popular method of cannabis consumption. Though concerns about potential health risks are leading many to look for ways to make their smoking experience safer and healthier. While research on the health effect of smoking weed alone, as opposed to mixing with tobacco, is still limited, there are some notes we can take from scientific literature that can help minimize potential harms. Despite the potential risks, some consumers still find smoking gives them the fastest and most effective relief as well as enjoyment. As with most health-related decisions, you need to make your own decisions about which cannabis consumption regimen works best for you. And I have to throw in a sidebar here. It's not always about choice. Sometimes it's simply about effect. (laughs) Smoking cannabis is the only true way that I really get a buzz. Edibles, vapes, all of those others just don't seem to do it for me. End of sidebar. Number one, don't hold your breath. And a sidebar again, this was a Big surprise to me as a cannabis consumer for decades. End of sidebar. Contrary to popular belief, holding in smoke doesn't get you significantly higher. At least two separate studies have found that holding smoke for 0, 10, or 20 seconds made no significant difference on the classic cannabis high, nor on other parameters such as memory impairment and mood. 
So instead of helping the weed hit harder, or whatever your friends may have led you to believe back in the 90s, holding smoke actually just increases your exposure to tiny harmful particles known as aromatic hydrocarbons. These are abundant in cannabis smoke and carry numerous health risks, though there's no high-quality evidence linking cannabis smoke to lung cancer. We also know that these small particles linger in the air as smoke or vapor, while heavier cannabinoid molecules fall more quickly. In other words, holding the smoke in the lungs has diminishing returns, because at some point there are very few cannabinoids being absorbed, but more exposure to those harmful microscopic particles. So what should you do instead? Take slow, deep inhalations, allowing the smoke to fill your lungs, and then exhaling naturally without holding it in for an extended period. Number two, use FDA-approved rolling papers. Choosing the right rolling papers isn't just about rolling the perfect joint or blunt. It's also crucial for a safer smoking experience. Papers that are approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, are subjected to rigorous testing to ensure they meet safety standards, minimizing potential risks associated with harmful chemicals and additives. Whether you prefer rolling tiny dog walker joints or giant party blunts from hemp, wood pulp, flax, hemp, or rice paper, the FDA stamp of approval can minimize the risk to your lungs. Number three, stick to glass bongs and pipes. Into your glass pieces? Well, when it comes to smoking devices, glass bongs and pipes are often recommended for a safer experience, though they do carry the very real risk of being knocked over and shattering. But unlike plastic or metal or crystals, glass, specifically borosilicate glass, doesn't release harmful toxins when heated by lighters and embers. Heating plastic specifically can result in the release of BPA, phthalates, and other potentially dangerous components. There is some belief, although little evidence, that using a cheap plastic bong could lead to chemicals being released that can cause serious lung damage. BPA and phthalates are believed to disrupt hormone production, and exposure to these compounds may alter metabolism and fertility. As an added bonus, glass also offers a smooth surface that makes your piece easier to clean, reducing the accumulation of residue and potential impurities. 4. Treat yourself to quality buds. The quality of the cannabis you consume can greatly impact the harshness of your smoking experience. Fresh, well-cured flour tends to be less harsh on the throat and lungs compared to dry or poorly cured buds. Take care to source your cannabis from reputable cultivators, dispensaries, or suppliers who prioritize quality and proper curing techniques. Or if you've got a green thumb, grow your own so you can control every step of the process. Number five, avoid sharing mouthpieces or passing joints. We were all reminded of this lesson during the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's still true today. Sharing mouthpieces or passing joints, bongs, or pipes can increase the risk of transmitting harmful bacteria or viruses. If you have a crew that you usually smoke with, deciding together how you can minimize this risk, for example, everyone can roll their own or bring their own pipe. Number six, choose accessories backed by science. When selecting smoking accessories, offer those that have a scientific backing to support their marketing claims. The Maze X-Pipe, as well as providing a solution for sharing, utilizes an extended smoke path, promoting additional cooling and filtration. The innovative design helps reduce the temperature of the smoke and filter out potentially harmful substances, providing a smoother and cleaner smoking experience. Number seven, use hemp wick instead of lighters. Lighters that utilize butane or other fuels can introduce additional chemicals and odors into the smoking process. One alternative to the lighter is using a hemp wick, which is made from natural hemp fibers coated in beeswax. Yet another innovative hemp plant product. Hemp wicks provide a clean and consistent flame, eliminating the risk of inhaling harmful chemicals and preserving the natural flavors of your cannabis. And number eight, consider other delivery methods like edibles and topicals. 
Of course, no one who enjoys smoking wants to hear that the only way to completely avoid the potential risks of combustion-based consumption is to abstain. But it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Dabbing, vaping, edibles, sublinguals, and topicals are popular alternatives that eliminate the need for combustion. With thousands of new and innovative cannabis products hitting dispensary shelves every month, depending on where you live, of course, it's worth trying out delivery methods and potentially using them to supplement, thus minimizing the amount you smoke. For example, if you tend to smoke at regular intervals throughout the day, you might find that you can replace your morning joint with a dry herb vaporizer, keep the lunchtime joint, and replace the evening joint with an edible. If you're treating local pain or inflammation, topicals and transdermal patches are another option that eliminate the need for inhalation completely. So there you go. If you are a smoker of cannabis like I am, there's some ideas on how you can possibly make that a little bit safer. And thank you once again for being a listener of the Cannabis Podcast. I so appreciate the fact that you are here. If you ever would like to comment on anything you do here, send a note to info at CannabisPodcast.com. And let me give out one more shout out to Colin from Rockville. Colin left a comment on the YouTube channel. Yes, the Cannabis Podcast is on YouTube, although it's a pretty static image. <laughs> Thanks for the comment, Colin. I truly appreciate it, and I'm glad you're along for the ride. And of course, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so in a couple of ways. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Cannabis Podcast. If you feel so inclined and you like what you hear, you can buy me a doobie. Or you can also become a patron at Patreon. All the links to both of those are on the top right when you're on the show page. That's it for episode 129 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.